Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Sis Chat. I'm Vanessa, I just got off work, I feel tired, I have a headache, but I'm here <laughs> to record this, we're gonna make it work. <laughs> That's good, sorry about your headache, did you take anything for it? No, I'm just drinking some tea. You know, like, dead ass, the only tea I can drink now is herbal or like non-decaf, because caffeinated stuff literally fucks me over so bad like i can't sleep it's so bad yeah yeah i'm yeah. drinking this ginger lemon type tea can't remember exactly what it's called but yeah it's, it's usually pretty chill okay well that's good hi everyone i'm narisia i'm actually pretty chill i didn't have anything to do today that's a lie i had a lot of stuff to do today but i didn't do any of it that's more accurate instead i went to the library and then i went and bought some some soil because i'm gonna start my garden it's Mm -hmm. getting really nice out like the Mm -hmm. next two days are gonna rain but by the time this podcast is released we're gonna have good weather and so i can start planting my stuff and i got some books on foraging which is i'm super excited about because that means i get to start listen foraging for food is awesome i love it and i got some i would i i would anyone who doesn't know what that is go search it on google and yeah you'd be surprised hey it's pretty fun and i'm excited to get started so i can um eat some crazy shit so that was my day i I really if you don't know what it is i really need you to go check it out on google (laughs) because you'll be surprised listen and it could it could it could be dangerous which is why there are books on it but that leads me to a question i have for you what is the dumbest way you've ever been injured like what is the dumbest way you've ever hurt yourself um honestly i don't know if you remember this and every cell we're in cameroon boy to be specific and i was like i used to cook back then which is so crazy because i don't like cooking now But Mm -hmm. yes, when I was younger, I used to love cooking. So I was cleaning a big potato. And (laughs) I was, do you remember that? And I was trying to cut, I was trying to cut the potato into half. So I didn't realize my thumb was like right there. So y'all, I literally lifted the freaking knife and literally tried to slash the potato, but it ended up cutting my, my thumb. And that was the dumbest thing ever. It hurt like crazy. I'm glad it did not literally like slice my thumb up. It was very close, but now it's all healed and you would never know it happened. But yeah, that is the dumbest way and most painful way I've ever unfortunately injured myself. If I recall correctly, whoever tried to help you like take care of it, mm-hmm. you end up with Pepe. Girl, I wasn't even gonna go that far. Yes, it was very traumatic. Um, it was very traumatic because my cousin actually she 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 promised me that she was not gonna put pepper in the wound, and I feel like a lot of people cannot even relate to this. But just imagine pepper that you put in your mouth, like in your food, right? It's very spicy, generally in your mouth. So imagine putting that in a deep wound like that. I literally cried myself to sleep that day. It was yeah. so bad. It was so, so bad. But, but, but I will say it did help heal the wound faster. 
it was really painful, <laughs> but it healed the wound because we didn't really have like the proper um, medicines or things to put on it, honestly. So that was the fastest thing she could think of to do to help stop the bleeding and to help heal the wound. So she just wrapped, um, she put pepper in a cloth and wrapped mm-hmm. the cloth around my, my thumb. And yeah, I just cried myself to sleep. That's it. Oh, I wasn't going to go that far. That sounds so sad. But yeah, that, <laughs> it was it was sad. It, it was, was so sad. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> Listen, I just, when you, I don't, do you remember who the cousin was? Yes, it was auntie. We call everybody that's older than us in Cameroon auntie. So it was Mary. All right. Oh, yeah. I don't know why that slipped my mind. But anyways, yeah, I remember that event. It was a, yeah, it was a really bad one. Um, I actually have a recent event where I got injured. But that, I remember another way that I got injured by a relative, which was pretty stupid. I don't know. Yeah, but. Little kids can be sadistic bastards, by the way. Like, when you're younger, you can do some fucked up shit that you don't realize is fucked up. Mm -hmm. But I remember one of my cousins, um, I, um, I think, I think it was Debo. Okay. I think it was her. I'm not sure exactly. She, she, like, took a knife and put it on the fire. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And did, did she touch with a knife? Yes. Oh, my goodness gracious. Yeah, so she took a knife and put it on the fire, mm-hmm. and then she touched. I still have the scar till today, by the way. Mm-hmm. She took that knife and pressed it against my skin. The <gasps> logic behind that, I would never fucking understand. I don't think I was there for that. I feel like I remember if I was there. I don't know where you were, but yeah, I literally have a scar because of that. So, did you cry? You must most likely, right? I think so, but I think it was like an instant, like yeah, it was one of those things that. It was over before I realized what had happened. Yeah. And I was just like, I mean, of course, when I was younger, I didn't say what the fuck. But if that happened now, my reaction would be like, what the fuck? Yeah. Um, but it was one of those situations. So, and again, she was laughing the whole time. Oh, my so God. So I don't think she. <laughs> oh, Lord. I don't mm. think her intentions was to actually cause damage. I think it was one of those like stupid pranks, like, haha. But then yeah. it was a hot knife on a skin. Come oh on. my goodness! Anyways, Yo. but that's not the, that's the dumbest way that someone else has injured me. Because mm-hmm. I, from in my head, at least I hope it was unintentional. I don't think she did it to like actually try to hurt me, but she just thought it would be funny. Because yeah. again, kids can be stupid. Mm-hmm. Yep. But, mm-hmm. <laughs> but the way that I've actually injured myself was quite recently. I so I sew a lot because that's part of my business. And yeah. so I have a, a an ironing board that is small. It's so small because it's meant to fit on like a, like if you're traveling and you need mm-hmm. to iron something real quick, it's meant to fit in your suitcase and everything. And I keep it because it's very convenient space wise, rather than to me to have a huge ironing board, it's convenient for me to take out the tiny one okay. and just use it on like various surfaces. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I was ironing something one day and I sat down and I realized that this ironing board, this was maybe four weeks ago. I realized that this ironing board can fit comfortably on my lap, which is great. That means I could just, yeah, it can sit, it can fit, it can sit on my lap. Now, why would you want to iron on your lap though? Okay, keep going. 
I'm sitting down, I'm watching TV, I'm just ironing my shit, it's just mm-hmm. fine. And then, I don't know why I did this, probably because I didn't think it through, but I was using my iron, obviously, mm-hmm. and I blasted steam through it. Bruh. And she- <laughs> And like the minute I did that, I regretted everything in my life because ironing boards, in case you don't know, they don't trap heat or Mm -hmm. they don't trap anything. They can't. If they do, your stuff will get moldy and you have to throw it out soon. Mm -hmm. So the way the ironing board is designed is that the fabric, there's fabric and then there's foam and then there are little holes at the bottom of the board itself Mm -hmm. so that everything goes through it. Yeah. And so when I blasted that steam and the board was between my lap. Where, mommy? And the iron. The board was between my lap and the iron. I got burns. Oh, my goodness. I got intense burns. I have scars because Mm -hmm. I got burns. Mm -hmm. I had blisters for a couple of days because I blasted steam through an ironing board on my lap. So that's well, now from... we know never to do that again. Listen, that's one of the dumbest. And by the way, steam is hot. For water ah, to steam, it's very hot. Like, I don't even know why I didn't process that before. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so that's literally the dumbest way I've ever injured myself. Because if I would have just taken two seconds to think it through, yeah. it wouldn't have happened. But I did. And, you know, ironically, the I'm I'm pretty sure you saw that that was pretty stupid, right? Like when I was describing it, you, th- you I saw that. I literally said, "Why would you put that on your lap? Like, why would you but think that's a good idea?" Another person that might have stopped us from doing that, or stopped me from um, ironing my leg and blasting steam through my leg, and stop you from cutting that potato like an idiot, would have been a mother, your mom. Should I probably looked at that? Yeah. Should I probably looked at that and just be like, don't do that? Yeah. And then like, you that's not a good idea. And then you're like, yeah. why? What's wrong? I can do exactly. it. Exactly. Uh-huh. Like, because da, 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 da. Oh, they'll be like, if you're gonna do it, do it this way. Exactly. So you don't so, hurt yourself. Yep. So mothers would have done that, which brings up to our topic at hand. We're gonna be talking about mothers and mother's days today. Mother's Day, yes, you know, it's just around the corner, is the one time where I feel like we try to make our mothers, I hope y'all try to make your mothers feel special, Um, but yes, that's what this episode is all about. Yeah, we're just going to be talking a little bit about the day itself and why mothers are special, and... Besides the fact that it gave birth to you, right, I mean, (laughs) like... I mean, on the other hand, though, you can go ahead and say, but did I ask to be born, though? Oh, no, see, like- we're not going down that road. We are not <laughs> going down that road, okay? Yeah. Let us honor mm-hmm. the mothers today. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Mothers are, most mothers are truly awesome, so I can't mm-hmm. even, I can't even say that, but yeah. So Mother's Day, I think, how many countries celebrated? I know the United States celebrated. It's not on I a think it's day. about... Yeah, I think it's about 50 countries right now that celebrate Mother's Day. Yeah, and we're mostly going to be focused about Mother's Day in the U.S. because we live in the United States currently. Mm-hmm. And I think they celebrate it every second Sunday of the of May. Yeah, so it's that's not right. on the 
okay, it's not on a particular day like May 7th or May 8th. It's just every mm-hmm. second Sunday. Like yeah. Thanksgiving is every fourth Thursday. Mm-hmm. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So Mother's Day celebrated uh, May this year, 2022, May 8th. But Mother's Day actually wasn't always such a huge holiday. Mm-mm. I think it became a national holiday in 1914. That's when... Woodrow Wilson, the president at that time, he signed it into an official day. So Mother's Day in America was founded by Anna Jarvis, and she did it in honor of her mother, who her mother was very much about bringing women together and teaching women how to be just recognizing women and moms in the society. And her mom was an activist as well. So when her mom died, Anna, the daughter, decided to tr- come up come up with this holiday to honor her mom. Yeah, absolutely. And when you search, you know, the beginning of history of Mother's Day in the U.S., there are three names that usually come up. You have Anne Jarvis, the mother that Narissa was just talking about. You also have Julia Ward Howe. Her last name is H-O-W-E. And then you have Anna Jarvis, which is mm. the daughter of Anne Jarvis. So generally, in the history of all of this, in 1858, Anne Jarvis, the activist, she started this thing called Mother's Work Days, which was basically just the women in her area bringing them together to just help clean the area and improve the sanitation around there. And she also used to do like Sunday schools and teaching and stuff like that. And her daughter used to be there. And so in those settings, she would always express that she would love in the future to have a day where they're celebrating mothers and all mothers do because at that time, the celebration and everything was about men. So she Mm -hmm. wanted to have something for the mothers. And her daughter, once she passed away, once Anne Jarvis passed away, her daughter took up that fight and, you know, went on to you know, talk about it, to try to spread it around so more people could do it. She she made campaigns about it, you know, and then it became this big thing that Congress passed in 1914. Now she's more credited about, she's credited with the whole Mother's Day idea. Mm -hmm. Anna Jarvis is. Another person that you would also hear about, like I said before, is Julia Howe. Now she was a poet she her idea of mother's day was more around peace the kind of peace that mothers bring i think it was around the time of war so her idea and i think it was specifically the franco-prussian war and so her whole idea was how can the mothers come around their kids who are fighting in this war how could they you know step up to help so these things like this wars like this maybe could be adverted so there'd be more peace than there is war you know and how can we honor the mothers how can we make this you know like a special time for the mothers to bring peace to the world type situation so yeah, yeah those are the three women that you hear about when you think about or search about the history of mother's day in the united states 
I love that is so wholesome. I love the idea of bringing people together just to celebrate them. And I can't imagine I have no kids and I don't plan to to have kids for a long ass time. Mm -hmm. But I can't imagine being a mother or I guess a parent, but we're talking about mothers this, so we're gonna focus on mothers. I can't imagine what it's like to have a a child, a son who goes off to war, Mm -hmm. you know, and knowing that you might never see them again. Mm-hmm. And I think having that, that um, just that community of women in, in regards to the whole peace side of it, I think mm-hmm. that was the poet, right? Yes, yes. Okay, I think bringing women together to just share that, that experience is a great one. Kind of reminds me of when I used to live in Philly, and this is back in them days when I used to take the bus. <laughs> but I used to take the bus to work when I was in school, and mm-hmm. I saw a sign in this building and it was it was talking about bringing together it said moms whose mm-hmm. I don't know if it said moms or parents but I think it said moms mm-hmm. whose were affected by gun violence so pretty wow. much either the kid who has been shot or like the child had been killed mm-hmm. by um gun violence and I think just I, I first of all I can't imagine being in that situation but I think having the support can only make things better mm-hmm. so having such a wholesome history behind Mother's Day is actually really nice but yeah. as we all know things get corrupted because yeah because um turns out in the end the lady who actually created Mother's Day she wasn't so fond as to how it turned out mm-hmm. and Her reasons were actually quite good because it became a cash cow for industries. Yeah. So if you live today, if you're alive in 2022, you know that one of the things that um, companies do is that they latch on to a social movement Mm -hmm. as a way to raise their profit. Mm -hmm. And this this exact thing happened back in those days when Mother's Day started. So it's not necessarily a new thing. Companies have been doing this for a really long time. But basically what happened was that once Mother's Day became a national holiday, Mm -hmm. companies started thinking, hmm, how can we benefit from this? And of course, that means charging more for for people like someone wants to show their love for other the person mm-hmm. the companies were just like you know we can charge in a couple of extra bucks because we can say you're buying that love mm-hmm. so that's eventually what happened with um mother's mother's day and um and its founder i think now it's far removed where mother's day has become its own thing mm-hmm. that even her original intentions can no longer influence it because you know, we do want to celebrate the people that we love, our yeah. mothers. We want to celebrate the women and mothers in our lives. Mm-hmm. But it's also the companies are making a lot of money because of that. And us as consumers, we can't just say, you know what, I'm not just going to spend any money because that's just um, feeding into the machine. You yeah. can't really do that because you do want to show the women in your life that you care for them. Mm-hmm. And even if it's something as simple as buying breakfast to like mm-hmm. cook for them, you're still contributing to that because that's not something that you would normally do for most people. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? 
yeah no it it makes sense okay. I mean, I'm, thinking, <laughs> I'm thinking of like you know we buy the cards we buy the flowers exactly you know, versus like writing out you know how you feel or how you want to honor your mother what you feel about her in a letter or you know um taking her out to the restaurant versus cooking for her or exactly. buying flowers you know li- little things like that there there's a lot of ways for big businesses or businesses rather to just make a lot of money but I do want to go back in regard to Anne Jarvis Anna Jarvis for oh this is gonna mm-hmm. get a little because mm-hmm. there's Anne the mother and then there's Anna the the daughter but one of the mm-hmm. things you said is you know you previously mentioned that you're not a you're not a mother parents things like that fun fact Anna Jarvis was actually she never had a kid hmm. she was never married she never had a kid but she is known as the a mother because of her fight you know to honor and celebrate all mothers mm, that's yeah okay. that's great but, yeah it's just, it, I thought it was very interesting so you don't necessarily have to be a mother or give birth to a child to yeah. be considered a mother to somebody yeah. else and things it's like that like- so yeah, it's like you can have those um, maternal like mm-hmm. standings and instincts without actually having to give birth, right, which actually right. makes a lot of sense because um, um, now that I think about it, there are women who can't give birth. Yeah. And you wouldn't necessarily, if they want to be maternal, they can be. Mm-hmm. It's just they haven't given. Yeah, that ma- I get that. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, her mother, when she thought about doing this Mother's Day thing, it was to honor her mother who used to teach women how to raise a family. And her mother also encouraged children. So she was teaching these women around her to raise families and to encourage the children to find peace with one another. I feel like throughout this, for all three women, you have this theme of peace and kind Mm -hmm. of working together and honoring the women and children and and things like that so that was her mom's main thing and so Mm -hmm. I can see how as time kind of went and businesses took over and how she could like kind of hate how that got kind of lost in translation because it became about things and what you can give versus like the community that Mm -hmm. they used to have before and they encouraged other people to have and stuff so yeah yeah I can definitely see how she would hate how it got corrupted too because mm-hmm. now all of a sudden your love is associated with how much you can spend mm-hmm. which can't instead of the peace and love which can't be good for her I mean that that couldn't have been good it must have like tarnished her mother's like the memory that she not necessarily the memory that she had of her mother but mm-hmm. because she created it because of her mother mm-hmm. she's just like this isn't what my mother would have wanted yeah so yeah, yeah so and she did she did um die really hating what mother mother's day became mm-hmm. and at one point in 19 in 1935 she actually picked a fight like a quote-unquote fight with eleanor roosevelt mm-hmm. because um she was the first lady at that point in 1935 so eleanor roosevelt um would organize fundraising events around okay. mother's days mm-hmm. and the fundraising event was actually for a good reason because Eleanor Roosevelt was trying to combat, you know, the high infant mortality rate. Okay. So I think it was a good idea, but mm-hmm. Anne was, Anna, not Anne, 
Anna was just like, no, you can't use this to raise money. This is not what it's about. It's about, um, you know, whatever she's, it, it, this isn't what, it, it's not about raising funds, basically. So yeah, she publicly it's not about money. Like, yeah. It, which, again, I mean, I understand where she's coming from, but, I mean, it's helping babies. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. That's that's good. That's good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I kind of, I understand, you know, their, their point. Because, I mean, I, I think also di- different timings, right? Where mm-hmm. they had to depend on each other more on, like, o- outside of money, outside of things. Yeah. more teachings and learning from each other mm-hmm. um, and supporting each other in that way, community type of thing. Um, so having a, an event on that day that's raising money for, for this thing where before it was more of like actual support of people coming together to help. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I kind of mm-hmm. see it. But yeah, things change, you know, things change with time. It happens. So, but here we are in 2022 and we're still celebrating Mother's Day. Um, I know that we have some fun facts about the day itself. Um, mm-hmm. But I will actually, I do want to go back to something really quickly um, that I believe it was Julia Howe. I'm just going to say her first name, Julia there was something mm-hmm. she said that I too think about and I think a lot of women think about. And I don't know, we can have a little bit of a, the discussion because I don't know why a lot of women think like this, that we can just, you know, everything, we can just kind of help things become peaceful. Um, and I, I'm sure we can, but she basically said, because um, again, this was around the time of war, she mm-hmm. believed, as many women might believe, that it could have been settled without bloodshed. I think a lot of times we say that. Um, she wondered why the mothers of mankind, why they did not interfere in those matters to prevent the waste of life, or rather the waste of human life of which they alone bear and know the cost. I think... Um... Well, I know why the mothers didn't interfere because they probably didn't have a lot of political power at that point. What Definitely you not. Yeah, they, um, I think she thought about war. it. I'm sorry. Do. No, I said like if a president or if a country declares war, mm-hmm. there's really nothing you can do. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. And to answer the second question as to why women uh, gravitate towards peace, I have a theory about that which might be totally unsubstantiated okay there's no proof behind it mm. is that a theory or a hypothesis a hypothesis right sure because i think a theory is a work in progress that has some facts backed up around it like the theory of evolution it has a fact i think the reality proof. of the matter is that we use the words inter- interchangeably the only time you really hear someone say hypothesis is when they're probably writing a paper. For the most part, okay. when we're having conversations, people say, I have a theory. <laughs> yeah, I don't really hear a lot of people say, I have, an, I have a hypo- hypothesis, you know? Well, I think... The- but if you want to use the right term, please do use the right, right term. 
Okay, hypothesis. I would say my hypothesis as to why women tend women as a whole, because there's some batch of fucking crazy women out there, but mm-hmm. the reason why women as a whole t- tend to gravitate towards peace mm-hmm. is because I think that humans in general, like people in general, mm-hmm. want peace. Yeah. However, men have been thought they've been taught to think that aggression and mm-hmm. being just basically aggression and being violent or mm-hmm. not necessarily violent, but that aggression, I'm just going to stick with aggression. Men have been thought that aggression is one of the ways that they can solve problems. Mm-hmm. And since the men are in charge, their method of solving problem first is going to be not really for I'm sure they're going to try. They're going to try some diplomatic things. I don't know that much. But the, the default is going to be, let's go towards aggression. Now, yeah, I think if they didn't, yeah, I think if they didn't instill that value in men of like, be aggressive, mm-hmm. I think not just women, I think both men and women would say, let's think this through and use war as a last recourse. Mm-hmm. That yeah, so I I literally just think it's because um in general people want peace. Mm-hmm. Even men, men want peace too. Mm-hmm. It's just that they've been they've been they've taught society has taught them that, hey, listen, your first step should just be lash out, act out, be aggressive towards the invader, the intruder, whatever. That's what you're mm-hmm. supposed to do. It's your job to go fight the war. It's your exactly. job to like, you know exactly. fight and yeah. Because I'm pretty sure if you see some men out there, some men out there will just be like, I don't want to fight. Fuck that. Let's talk this shit out. But because men are the ones who are majority in power, that's why mm. they go towards the aggression route. That's yeah. my theory. The peace is the keep human safe. way. Yeah, yeah, you're supposed to keep safe. And then, of course, society tell, tells women you're supposed to be the peacemaker, all that stuff. Exactly. Whatnot. But, you know, what she said, actually, I don't know if you picked up on, on exactly what she said, I think in a very simple level, it really makes sense because okay. she says, why do not the mothers of mankind, this was a while ago, y'all, the way this book was different. She said, why do not the mothers of mankind interfere in this matters to prevent the waste of human life of which they alone bear and know the cost? So she's now- putting that on women on the mother specifically because they're the ones who gave birth mm-hmm. to this to this people to this yeah. man or whoever is fighting yeah. they gave birth to them they nurtured them they brought them up they know the cause they know the pain of doing that so if anybody could be equipped to help or interfere it will be them who know the true cost yeah. of life. And so I think that in, in her, the way she thinks about it, I think it makes a lot of sense exactly. why that will be her, her question and yeah. her hope, especially when it comes to peace. I also think even now, right? I mean, I know what, you know, the whole thing that's going on in Ukraine and, you know, Russia and all that stuff. I'm sure if Putin, I don't even know if his mom is alive or not. I'm sure she's not. I actually, I don't know. But I do recall when uh, one of the strategies that the U.S. thought about was reaching out to his girlfriend. Um, so the point, the re- 
sounds funny. But yes, that's something that people always do. And whenever I watch movies too, that's the thing that happens, right? Where they say, if like a guy is about to go rogue or something, they want to reach out to his mother yeah. or his girlfriend, a woman in his life, basically, to help and see if they can talk it out and get them off that path. So, and I yeah. think it's, it's, usually, it's usually the mothers. You know, you always like think like, if, I don't know, I've I watched too many movies, <laughs> too many movies, but that's usually the first go to like, can we find the mother? Can we talk to the mother? Maybe the mother can talk talk to him maybe the mother can get him to surrender or something so yeah I think I mean that that's why she said that because I think she was somebody like from a very simple level they bring life to this earth they probably feel the the pain from their core because they carried the child for so long and they feel the pain in their core to lose that child to 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 lose a human life and therefore they could be the ones seen to fair and to help out and you know to ensure that this kind of bloodshed and stuff doesn't happen again so that was that was her main message and her main goal around celebrating the mothers and honoring the mothers and because she just wanted to advocate for for peace and you know have them come in and you know advocate for peace together as mothers so yeah Yeah. and i do want to go back real quick i did a quick search um vladimir's putin mother is dead been dead for a while but yeah, it makes total sense because I know this happens in movies as well. I remember I was watching uh, the TV show House recently mm-hmm. and whenever they need to, not really whenever, but a lot of the times when they need to get a patient to to change their mind and be sympathetic, especially yeah. like a mother, they will send Cameron. She was the, I think she was the only she was the only woman on House's team for a while. Mm-hmm. So whenever they needed a patient to change their mind or to a sympathetic eye or someone to just hold, they'll just send Cameron. And mm-hmm. it was a very important thing because people can relate more to women and when it comes to sympathy. Yeah, especially a mother. Feel, yeah, I don't know how guys feel about that though because you know how we can just and a stranger can just open up to you mm-hmm. and just tell you your life story. And I know so many people would have done that to me. I'm just like, cool. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, I mean, that's a nice thing to have people instantly trust you and just want that warmth from you. Mm-hmm. Although it can also be annoying when people feel like they want to dump everything on you too. So it's yeah. a double-edged sword. Mm-hmm. But I remember, and this is just, this has this is just a little bit of a offshoot, but I remember I was on Reddit recently, and there was this there guys there's this thing called Axe Axe Men of Reddit, okay. and there was this guy several posts about about this stuff is men asking how can they be how can they be more approachable. Mm-hmm. It's like oh that is so cute. Yeah, a lot of them are just like you know I don't want to come off as creepy. I don't want to. I don't want to um, scare anybody. So how mm-hmm. can I come up as approachable? Mm-hmm. And a lot of the comments were just like, okay, first of all, it's no one's, it's it's not really your concern if people find you scary, mm-hmm. which is kind of true. But then I can tell that that probably didn't really help the guy. Yeah. And a lot of the comments were just like, oh, you can smile more. You can do this more, which was just <laughs> the irony of that being something that women can naturally do. And then mm-hmm. men having to go ask, like, how can I do this? It's just, 
I don't know if irony is the right word, but it was just an interesting thing to notice. Yeah, I mean, it definitely does matter the woman and the man because I also know men who are very approachable and mm-hmm. also, you know, you know, like I'm sure like a lot of ladies know men in their life who they can almost talk to about almost anything, you know? And so I think it just depends on the people that you've encountered just as yeah. you can meet certain women who you might not want to say anything to because you know they just there's some people who outright just tell you they don't want to talk to you um so it really it really no it really it really depends on on who you do meet but generally you are correct a lot of women you know are known as the the peacemakers and the ones who you can talk to and the ones who can give some sort of nurturing mother and advice or whatever and yeah you do I, I would say you do have few but you do have some some men who are are similar can you know, give those kind of like nurturing type mm-hmm. energies and, and, and things like that as well. But yeah, okay. So I want to go and we can definitely maybe one day we can like make a topic out of that and talk about it a little bit more. Maybe with some guys, that could be really fun. Um, yeah. But now we want to go to the fun facts about Mother's Day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so let's start. So a fun fact about Mother's Day more calls are made on Mother's Day than any other day of the year. Oh, that's cute. Everyone is remembering. Like, let me call my mom and wish her happy Mother's Day. That is really cute. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Mother's Day is the third highest selling holiday for flowers and plants. Can I also say, though, Mother's Day is the third most popular holiday in the world Guess what the other two popular holidays are? One of them better be Christmas. It is Christmas. That's about all I know. <laughs> the other one is Easter. Easter? Yeah. I'm guessing it-, it has to be very popular with the kids. Besides, of course, the whole reason of Easter and the church and everything, I'm, I'm also thinking it's very popular with the kids. Wait, Easter is a popular holiday, more popular than Thanksgiving. Girl, who really, who really does Thanksgiving around the world besides the U.S. and who else? I don't know. That's crazy. I never even thought about that because I don't really care much for Easter. Yeah, huh. but like a lot of people around the world, you know, are also kind of religious. But I also think like for the kids, you know, it's a, it's a big deal. Mm. For the churches and the kids. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, any more fun facts? Um, I, fun facts about mothers: Most women in the United States have their first child in their twenties, mm-hmm. which Makes I can sense. confirm because I got like three friends now—not friends, but peers who got babies. I'm like, kudos on you for thinking you're ready for kids, because oh my goodness, just thinking about it, mm-hmm. I can't. That's how much it's so far away removed from me. I can't think about it, so yeah same it's just i don't know it's just interesting i always give props to the women who have kids props to the mothers out there you guys are doing a freaking great job i remember when i started college i think when i started paying bills and taking care of myself and literally going to work coming back having to like get food to eat i literally called my mom and my aunt and see pamela i called both of them and i was just like how do you guys do it 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> How the heck do you guys do it? Because you guys have kids, not just kid, kids with an S. Mm-hmm. And somehow you guys managed to work. You guys managed to keep us fed, um, make sure we have clothes, make sure we're <laughs> at activities, everything that we need to do. You guys were taking care of all of that and still somehow surviving. I just started at the time, just started mm-hmm. working, paying my own bills, and I was stressed AF. <laughs> and so, yeah, props to the mothers. I cannot. I'm good. I'm good for now. I'm good. I can totally relate. A lot of my clients are mothers. Mm-hmm. And the thing about mom duty is that it never ends. Yep. There is no break. Mm-hmm. I'll be working with them. And then their kid will just come in. And mm-hmm. when that kid needs whatever it is that they need, mm-hmm. you kind of have to address it. Yep. And, and even when they don't address it, because some of them know when their kids are being annoying, mm-hmm. that kid is going to stay there and just annoy you. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's, not, yeah. it's, a, it's really one of those things that's just, you see um, some of them, when I'll be working with them, like teaching them how to sew something, the kids are just like, mommy, 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 look, I drew this, I drew this. And it, the picture itself is not really impressive. But, <laughs> <laughs> but you're going to be like, oh my gosh, that looks exactly. so good. Yes, you have you to do that. Job. You have to be like, yeah, you can. And I understand why you do that. You don't want to crush the child's spirit. Yeah. But at that point, you're, you're just like, learning. Exactly. But like, you're trying to, they're trying to do something important, the mother. Mm-hmm. But then the child comes with this picture that they just drew and you have to be like, yay, yay, yay. And I'm just like, it's really one of those, it's 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 amazing what my, what mothers do. So that has props to them. That's all I'm going to say. Props, major props. Yeah, absolutely. One of the things that I always hear is that being a mother is a thankless job. So I think it's pretty chill and pretty cool that, you know, there is a day as mother day where we can remember, especially as kids ourselves, to be like, oh my gosh, it's Mother's Day, call your mom. <laughs> like, did you call your mom this Mother's Day? <laughs> so mm-hmm. because for the most part, I, I don't go through the whole day thinking, oh, the, the whole years and everything, thinking my mom all the time, um, you know, for how great she is and raising us and all that stuff. But I, yeah. on that day, on that day, I definitely, you know, it's like a reminder. And so I always just reach out and be like, hey, happy Mother's Day, you know or things like that yeah it's a it's a good thing it's a good day yeah absolutely i was gonna do we have time to go over like some of the ways other countries celebrate mother's day we do we can do a few of them okay cool i will i will note though one of the things when i was looking into this i saw countries like france and germany their mother's day because each country has its own history and story behind how mother's day started those mm-hmm. two countries, their Mother's Day was more in honor of women giving birth to more kids. So the more kids you, you gave birth to, for example, in Germany, right? Mm-hmm. The government used Mother's Day as an opportunity to award women for giving birth to like four, six, or eight children. And based mm-hmm. on how many kids you have, you got a, you got a bronze, silver, or gold medal. Okay. <laughs> so so it, it was a way of them to encourage women to to have more kids at that time and similarly with with france they did the same thing 
um, where they would just encourage mothers to have more children and, you know, celebrate that holiday for them, for the women who had more kids and successfully raised a lot of children. So that's how those, now it's very different now, of course, but again, like I was saying, the history of Mother's Day for different countries are very different. Um, I will also say, right, was that surprising or like, did you expect yeah, that? That's, uh, <laughs> that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. Definitely. And then, you know, in, in a lot of the other countries, you have Italy, you have Ethiopia, um, Indonesia, you know, there's a lot of cooking. They love to do a lot of cooking. Ooh. Um, but in Italy, the mother is not allowed to do chores or cook on her special day. People do the cooking and just kind of catering to her, you know, and and the kids, you know, try to do fun little things and arts and all that stuff and create beautiful things to give to their mothers and stuff and do, you know, they also give flowers. So, and write cute special special messages. In Ethiopia, they do a three-day celebration and it usually takes place when the rainy season ends. And they have this big face where the men sing and the women dance. It's a very festival fun thing for them. And the last one, (laughs) the last one, I'm going to go with Indonesia. There were a lot, there were a lot, but for them, they just kind of focus on just celebrating their, the mothers by doing um, lots of cooking. Um, They do some competitions, you know, with the family and all that stuff. And the the children just like help you know like just have fun with their mothers play games and things like that so it's a very fun family event in most of these countries and so i i think maybe anna would like this a little bit more because it's more community yeah than it is over here in the u.s where it is more buying cards and sending off cards buying flowers taken out to restaurants and things like that so yeah yeah she probably would like those versions better mm-hmm. but you know Absolutely. for better or for worse it's a day that we do celebrate our mothers mm-hmm. and like you said it reminds us to just reach out to the to our moms wherever they are mm-hmm. even you know you live at home or you're 600 miles away you just do something special for them so they feel special so that's uh, yeah. that's a good thing that's always a good thing yeah, absolutely. Okay, guys, this is basically the end. Unless, Narissa, do you have anything you want to add? Uh, no, call your mom more often. Absolutely, not just on Mother's Day, guys. <laughs> but yes, definitely call your mother. But Mother's Day is coming up. Reach out to your moms, you know. And, you know, God forbid, if you do not have, you know, your mother is no longer with us. RIP to her, but reach out to mother figures, aunts, other people, you know, who you may have not have spoken to in a while and, you know, wish them Mother's Day or just reach out and see how they're doing and show love and care for other women in your life. So, yes, reach out to your mothers, wish them happy Mother's Day to the mothers out there who are doing a wonderful job. Props to you guys. Raising those kids is not easy. I know it's a thankless job. But you guys are doing great. Keep doing you and wishing you guys all well and happy Mother's Day. Yeah. And if you're not a mother yet, you know, and you're looking to become a mother in the future, 
you know what's the fun thing that's probably going to happen? <laughs> Your kid is going to grow up and then list all the ways that you were toxic. So you have that to look forward to. <laughs> I mean, in very much like every other human, right? We all grow up and somehow we have all these criticisms of, <laughs> you know, our parents and, and all that stuff. Sometimes rightfully so. And other times it's just like, when you have your own kid, you're like, now, why was that so hard on my parents? It's just not easy at all. I'm sure that's going to be me. That's definitely going to be me. When I'm going to have my kids, I'm going to be like, what the heck? Mm-hmm. Like, yep. but Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But- Do enjoy your mothers while you have them. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. All right, guys. Happy Mother's Day. Bye. Thank you all for listening. Bye.